0: The following message is from King's Cross Church in Manchester, New Hampshire. For more information, please visit us at kingscrossmanchester.com. This morning, we're going to be continuing in 1 Corinthians. Um, We're going to be continuing in chapter 7. I feel like we've been in chapter 7 forever, Um, but that's that's good. There's a lot going on in here. So um, again, Paul is going to be touching on the gifts of singleness and marriage here in chapter 7 again. Um, but he does this in a uh, interesting way. He does this in a way that kind of helps us tailor this in the way that we live as Christians in in general. And and he does this in light of living um, for eternity as in in our devotion to Jesus. In light of eternity, we live in our devotion for Jesus. And so um, the bottom line this morning, I'm gonna talk about it later so you don't need to put it up there on the slide, um, but is full devotion to Jesus requires godly, wise counsel. Devotion, full devotion to Jesus requires godly, wise counsel. Um, And so before we jump into that um, and touch on what Paul is talking about here to the Corinthian church and to us this morning, let's uh, pray, and then um, we'll jump into the text. So let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this morning um, bringing us all here it's not by accident you are sovereign um, and that is a beautiful beautiful thing Um, and so we trust in the fact that you have us here for a reason Um, please this morning would you speak to our hearts in the way each and every single one of us needs you to Um, we are entirely fully dependent upon you lord for every breath um, and every waking moment and so would you be with us this morning would you speak to our hearts as the Grand Physician, would you do surgery on our hearts and spirit? Would you just convict us where we need to be convicted? Challenge us where we need to be challenged, and encourage us where we need to be encouraged. You are a good Savior. Um, You're the best, and we thank you that we get to gather in your name for your glory and for our good. Would you receive all the glory this morning? In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And so um, I'm going to read. We're going to be in verses 25 through 35 this morning. And so if you have your Bibles, would you um, read along with me? Not out loud, just read along with me, though, as I read. Now concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I'll be there soon. That's awesome. Um, I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? And those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about the worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord." lot there, isn't there? Um, so uh, first uh, first thing I really want to address is what the text talks about here in verses 25 through 28. Um, it really brings up a question that I have up there as my first point, to marry or not to marry. Um, this is something Paul has been talking about since back in like verses six, really this chapter he talks about human sexuality, marriage, singleness, all these different encompassing um, themes, and he, he crams it into, into one chapter. And so he's kind of referring back to uh, verses 6 through 16 here, specifically um, in verse 25, uh, where he says, Now, concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give judgment as one who by uh, the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Um, what he's saying there is that this is not a command from the Lord. So, in other words, he's not specifically quoting Jesus himself, um, but as an apostle, right, as one who is trustworthy, he is giving counsel and. Um, and instruction and teaching to the Corinthian church for their benefit, as we see um, later in the in the chat, uh, verses here. And so, as one is trust, trustworthy, which is kind of the encompassing thing, wise counsel this morning, which is we're really going to be talking about wise counsel and how we're to be seeking it um, as as believers. Um, and so, what he's doing here—realize um, this is not specifically quoting Jesus; it's just as inspired, right? The Holy Spirit through all the authors wrote all the all the scriptures for for uh, godliness and holiness, right? And 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 for pertaining to, to life in general. And so, what he's doing here is he's doing a little bit of what I like to call—and David likes to call—pastoral theology. Um, he's he's loving on his people, and as one who has studied the scriptures, he's speaking into the life of the church. Um, and so, it's it's really really good. Uh, Now, what he does also here is he's referring back to verse 9. I'm going to read that for you really uh, quick. Uh, Okay. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Um, And so what he's doing here is he's making the case for singleness in following the Lord. Um, singleness, um, we talked about it last week um, a little bit. And we've been talking about it in chapter uh, 7. Singleness, in some instances in the church, has been seen as like a disease, as if it's something less than. Um, and that's not the case. It's not supported by scripture. It's actually a beautiful gift that's given by the Lord to some, um, but not to uh, not to all. And so what he's doing here is he's making the case, uh, through this chunk of verses, um, in view of the present distress, uh, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if, you have, if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. So what he's trying to do here is he's building up the case for singleness. If you have singleness, don't think there's something wrong with you until you get married. Um, it is a beautiful thing. But if you have desires, <laughs> if you have some of those natural desires and you can't subdue them, you can't bring the, the flesh within your control, then it is better for you to marry, as we see in verse 9, than to burn with passion. I love the, ver- I love the wording there, just burn with passion. Like, way to describe it pretty good. Um, and so uh, he's, he's, he's trying to help us here um, see that singleness is a good thing, and marriage is a good thing, and they're both gifts that the Lord has given to us. And they require wise counsel. It's not like we're wrestling with the gift of singleness or the gift of you know marriage, and we're just wrestling that uh, you know out by ourselves in a closet. Um, if you do, you may just go the way you want to, and you you don't have any wise counsel in that way. You don't have people speaking into your life, um, and we need to have people speaking into our lives, wise, good, godly counsel. And so that's really what he's trying to get at. Um, here in verse 27, again, are you bound to wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from wife? Do not seek uh, to be a wife. Uh, the, reason, the reason he's saying this here is some of the uh, the Corinthians, again, earlier in the chapter, they were they were seeking to possibly uh, leave their, their wife or their husband um, to either marry um, another believer because they're unequally yoked. They were married to an unbeliever or um, just to, you know, well, Paul is saying singleness is a good thing, so maybe I should just drop my wife or my husband, and then I'll just pursue singleness. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. If you're in the season where you're single and you're pursuing whether to have marriage or singleness, weigh the cost of both of these gifts. And so what he's doing is he's calling them to weigh the cost of marriage and weigh the cost of singleness. He says, those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you of that. And I would spare you of that. Verse 28, but if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned, yet those who marry will have worldly troubles and I would spare you that he 's saying this as a pastor lovingly in marriage, there are things that come with it that you don 't have to necessarily worry about in singleness kids um, some sometimes right you know and then also um you know, the worrying about another person that you love, right? If you're married, you have to not worry about just your own physical means and your own spiritual um, health. You have to worry about your spouse and how are you loving them that way? Um, And so, and it's beautiful. And I I don't want to sound like I'm downplaying marriage and, and caring for a spouse. I think they're both beautiful. And Paul agrees with that, but he's saying, weigh the cost. Weigh the cost. Take it seriously. Look into this. And so um, I'm going to read these verses again. I just really want you to marinate. I always read verses over and over again because I figure my words are just basically just an opinion. You know, don't take me at my word. Go to be the Bereans, right? Go to the the word of God yourselves. And if I leave you with nothing else but scripture, then I'm doing my job. And so verses 25 through 28. Now concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy By the Lord's mercy, I love that. He's like, not because of me, but by the Lord's mercy, is trustworthy. I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. Marriage is a beautiful gift. And so is singleness. And that's what he's really calling the Corinthians, to weigh the cost between singleness and marriage. And this is, again, we've been talking about it a little bit already, but he, he's going to continue throughout here. This is why we need wise counsel to help us in our devotion to Jesus. Remember, this morning, our, our bottom line, we're gonna, don't put it up on the TV yet, please. But this full devotion to Jesus requires godly, wise counsel. It requires godly wise counsel for devotion, for full devotion to Jesus, single or married. And so we need to think about that. We need to weigh the cost. And this is where really, you know, some of us were like, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm honoring Jesus in my marriage, and that's great, awesome. I'm honoring Jesus in my singleness right now awesome, and I'd say amen, continue that, weigh the cost, seek that, right? See the godly counsel that you have here in the church. Um, here at King's Cross Church, your church, you have people that can pour into you good, godly, wise counsel. Seek that. Don't take that for granted. Um, but here in 29 through 31, this is where uh, this, this theme of full devotion to Jesus requires wise counsel, in us living in full devotion to Jesus really starts to, to hammer away. And so second point this morning is that our days are growing short. Our days are growing short. Um, verses 29 through 39 um, reads uh, this. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning. And those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. And those who buy as though they had no goods. And those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. And there's a lot going on in there. And some of that's kind of confusing. Like, Paul, why are you telling me, you know, uh, to, to, if I'm, you know, one who rejoices as though they were not rejoicing, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, um, And from now on let those who have wives live as though they had none it's kind of confusing but what he's really doing is he's 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 kind of talking like jesus was talking about in the gospels when he's saying hey you know you have to love me so much in, in the way in which that you have to hate your mother or your father or your wife to follow me in other words full devotion to jesus in comparison to how you love the things of the world or even the closest people to you jesus must be preeminent he must be above everything he must be our full devotion and in light of how much we love him, it may seem like to some other people we hate these other things. Um, we don't, right? That's not what Paul's saying. He don't, don't neglect your spouse or don't neglect your family members. He's not what he's saying. But he's saying in comparison to your full devotion to Jesus, that should be secondary. And what he's also not saying here is, as some people and some scholars have said before as well, what Paul is saying here is he's actually speaking You know that the days are growing short. He's speaking specifically to the Corinthian church in that specific time. He wasn't speaking to the church you know, in general. No, no, no. What he was actually talking about here is from the moment of the cross moving forward, our days are numbered. We don't know how long we have on this earth. And because of that, we don't live in fear. Oh, man, beat me up, Scotty, right? We don't live in fear like, what, what's happening? Or just hunker down and I'm just going to sit here until the world ends. No, that is the wrong perspective. It drives me nuts when Christians do that. We are called to live in these last days for his glory, full devotion to Jesus. This is what he's calling us to here. This is what Paul is talking about. In light of that the days are growing short. Are we living in full devotion to Jesus? Are we living in full devotion to Jesus? Now context is King, right? He's talking here to the the church in Corinth. And this was a city that was massively filled with wealth and all sorts of pleasure available at a moment's notice. I mean, big port city, tons of people, lots of things going on, could do anything you really wanted to and get anything you really wanted to. And so there was a ton of opportunity, and everything was at the the tip of their fingers. This is where we find ourselves very much today. Here in America, here in even in uh, little New Hampshire, right? We, We find the majority of the time that there are pleasures and different things always available at the tip of our fingers. Even just on our phones, we can constantly be distracted and constantly focused on something else, or somebody walking along the street. There's all these things, right, um, that can can sway our attention. But what Paul here is calling them to is, he's not saying those aren't entirely all bad things in and of themselves. But if they distract you from Jesus, if they distract you from your devotion to Him, then yeah, that's a, that's a bad bad thing. That's a big deal. Shouldn't let it draw us from our devotion. Jesus. And so what he's doing here is he's calling the Corinthians to consider everything, their marriages, their singleness, their <laughs> vocations, their worldly possessions, their titles, whatever it may be, in light of eternal matters. Are we looking at everything to, from moment to moment? And I'm transparency, I fail at this, okay? But are we looking at everything that we go in through life through the lens of eternity? eternal weight. Are we looking at things like that? Things that this world will perish. They will reduce as ashes to ashes. And so we need to ponder this. And I'm, again, guilty. I don't ponder this often enough. And so I think we need to ponder this often enough, like more often than we do. Does this have weight in eternity? Will this have meaning and significance down the road in light of eternity? Paul is calling them to prioritize the human relationships that they have, the material possessions, and worldly dealings accordingly through the lens of their devotion to Jesus. So let's just put it this way, a couple couple points of pondering to leave you with this morning. Am I following the American dream, or am I seeking God's kingdom? Am I spending more time with people of the world than those of the church? Remember, wise counsel. Am I consuming more worldly wisdom and thought or the wisdom that comes only from God? Read them again for you. Am I following the American dream or seeking God's kingdom? Am I spending more time with the people of the world than those of the church? Am I consuming more worldly wisdom or the wisdom that comes only from God? Are we prioritizing how we live in light of eternity? Transparency, I'm not, I'm not doing it enough. As a pastor, I can stand here transparent and say, I don't, I don't prioritize in light of eternity enough. Fun fact, that's actually why I got the tattoo I have on my arm because it says here is less than eternity and I have it there as a daily reminder. That's why it faces me. I'm not saying you have to go get a tattoo. I don't know how you feel about that. But even with this, I don't prioritize enough am I living in light of eternity. Again, this is why we need to surround ourselves with good, godly, wise counsel. People that in the church are going to give us a perspective that is going to point us to making Jesus our priority and our full devotion to Him because it's not easy, even if you have something right there. (laughs) I can just say that. And so our third and final point this morning is that our devotion is to Jesus. That's really what is really going here this morning. I'm going to read verses 32 through 35. I want you to be free from anxieties. Man, isn't that nice. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord But to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Your undivided devotion to the Lord. And again, this is where Paul really touches on the gift of singleness, and that it is not a lesser than gift. Some most of us, probably in here, don't necessarily have the gift of singleness. It's not a super common one. Um, And it's rare, but it is beautiful. And he's really touching on how. In light of devotion to the Lord, singleness is actually a beautiful gift because you have more capacity, you have more ability to really dedicate fully your mind, body, soul, and spirit to the things of the Lord. And that's a good thing. And, but as, as David and I were talking about too, um, David Pingney, who's the lead pastor over at River of Grace, we were talking, and I believe as well as he does, that marriage can be just as honoring to the Lord... <laughs> it can. Um, it's beautiful, right? It's, it, it has something that singleness does not have, right? Like it's, it's a beautiful imagery of Christ and His church. It doesn't make singleness less than or anything like that. Please don't hear me saying that. But it has a unique, beautiful example that it is Christ and His bride, which we, will, as the church, right, universal, will be with Him as our bridegroom. It's a beautiful imagery there in the marriage. But singleness also alongside of it is just as beautiful of a gift, And too often in the church, we don't weigh singleness against marriage because we're like, well, I'm single. I just need to be married because that's what everybody does. Weigh the cost, maybe, maybe not. Depends. Wisely counsel in the church will help you with that in pursuing your Savior. And so in light of eternity, which is really, if you're following along, that's the, the big chunk of what Paul is talking about in these verses, in light of eternity, we are to realize that we need to have good, godly counsel from men and women around us in our churches. And I can say, even though I've only been here two weeks, you have a great church with godly people that can give you godly counsel that can point you toward full devotion to Jesus. Amen? You do. Don't take that gift for granted. If you feel yourself sliding a little bit, talk to your pastor, talk to your elders, Talk to those that you know that are, are further along in the faith journey than you that may be able to point you into deeper devotion with Jesus. Because our devotion to Jesus is everything. It's everything. And that's what Paul's talking about here. In light of our devotion to Jesus, we need to weigh singleness and marriage and realize that the days are growing shorter. Don't hunker yourself in a, in a hole somewhere and say, well, Jesus, come. I'm just sitting here. No, 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 Live in light of your calling, whether single or married. Give him the glory, and seek him daily, and go out and share the gospel with those that are around you. We are called to gospel ministry, not called to gospel holding you know, ourselves in a little holding tank. I don't see that anywhere in scripture. <laughs> you can quote me on that one. Um, but what I also want to say is, you know, though you may be to get good, good, godly, wisely counsel from family members or um, somebody you just know in general, the main tool that the Lord uses and main way the Lord will help you in this way for you to get good, godly, wise counsel is in the church. Because in the church, you're going to be pointed to his word. And there's something special about us this morning When we, in every Sunday morning, when you get under the teaching of the word and the word is spoken for you and for me, is there something beautiful about it? The Lord is with us in a special way. Because devotion to Jesus comes through reading his word and prayer and gathering with the saints. Because if you have a relationship with Jesus, you're a saint. You're one of the Lord's saints. that's a beautiful thing. And so this morning, bottom line is this. Full devotion to Jesus requires godly, wise counsel. To marry or not to marry, weigh that, weigh the cost. Realize that the days are growing short. And our devotion is to Jesus. In light of all these things, are we pursuing him and are we giving him the glory? And are we trusting in him as as a saving savior? what I would also say this morning is that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you haven't trusted him, he is the only thing that can bring you comfort. He's the only one that can give you hope. Nothing else can. It will only be temporary. And the awesome thing is the call to salvation that he calls to all men to repent and believe. Consider that this morning. Let's pray together. And before we pray, actually, just go ahead and contemplate these things. Don't forsake gathering with fellow believers. We can always come up with with a number of excuses to, well, it's vacation. I don't have to go to church this weekend. Or, ah, I'm not feeling super great or I'm tired. And I get that. Fatigue is a thing. But I'm just feeling tired. Don't forsake getting together with fellow believers here in your missional groups or here on church on Sunday mornings. All too often, we'll do that. Weigh the cost of singleness in marriage against one another and seek to honor and glorify the Lord in whichever way you are called. Let's pray. Father, you are so good. I am so humbled by the fact that you would use me in this way. You are so good to us. Thank you for your word that encourages us and challenges us, us and convicts us. Lord, will we really realize, even if we have a relationship with Jesus, so often we can drift and we can just kind of even just get cloudy in, in our mind, as I often do. Maybe remember our full devotion is to be to you and to you alone, Jesus. You chose us. You didn't forsake us. Your blood was spilled, and you washed it over our sins and made us clean, and you bestowed upon us our whole, your holiness and your righteousness. May we not take that for granted. May we live in light of that. And whether we are called to singleness or are called to marriage or we're wrestling with that, Lord, will we weigh the cost of both and realize that both can be a beautiful gift, whichever way you have called us. Lord, help us to be more fully devoted to you. Help us to surround ourselves with good, godly, wise counsel so that we may bring you the glory and the honor and the praise that you are due. Lord, we thank you for this morning. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from King's Cross Church in Manchester, New Hampshire.